Have you ever in your life allowed yourself to smell so bad you get sick? That's an interesting question because I feel like there are different levels of smelling bad because there is a certain point. And for me, I think it stretches beyond normal, uh, you know, regions mm. where I like it a little bit. Well, as, as I start to smell a little bit, I like it. I'm into my own pheromones, which probably tells you a lot. It That does tell me a lot. Yep. Stuff that I've already known, but still grossed out by. The thing is, is that I, this is a self-help podcast, even though we're not a self-help podcast. What? And I'm I, shutting this shit off right now. And I know, I know. We, we'll help one person out there. Eventually, we'll get to it. <laughs> I promise. It's not going to be us. <laughs> Coming up to the move. We, Ryan and I are out of the Menendez mansion. We're waiting for part two to get, uh, it wasn't big enough. We it, needed something a little bit bigger. And, you and know? our parents' brains were all over that place. It was creeping me out. So we killed him, Tyler. <laughs> I from caution to the wind. Okay, so yes, we have the new Menendez now, now mansion. Now we're going to have to cut back in. Thanks a lot. So yes, we have the new Menendez mansion being constructed as we speak, Tyler. Mm, bigger, grander, just better in every way, shape, and form. More mansion like, like our lives are compared to your yours, the listener. Losers. <laughs> Kick them while they're down, Ryan. And I fell into, into a depression leading up to the move, and I just didn't shower for like four days. I stopped taking care of myself in every way, shape, and form. And it was a good signifier to me that I was uh, in a bad way. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. weird because through that whole time you were giving me your happy rhetoric and it was uh, you were sprinkling me with how and, and what a great place you were. I stand by every single word I said. Why wow, you smelled like shit. I have been I have been growing over the last two weeks. I disagree. I think you're getting worse. Significantly. That's some real projection, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> you're burning down like a candle, Tyler. And and I was. Uh, that's the thing that frustrates me with introspection the most is the times when you're aware of the bad habits and you're doing them anyway. I mean, that is frustrating. But that's what growth is, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But as you're looking at yourself in the middle of it and you're just like, you gross piece of garbage. It's just a habit. Yep. Yep. So, but I, uh, I allowed myself to get to a point where I, I just want at one point it snapped on like, I'm feeling ill right now. Yeah. And I smelled so bad. So so how did this present itself in your regular life? Like where where did you find this to be an issue? Uh the couch that I'm always sitting on. Uh-huh. There. It, when, it, 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 uh, it invaded my personal space, Ryan. So when you would stand up, the couch would be stuck to your back? or No, not like that. It's just all aroma. I'm, yeah. I'm pure odor, yeah. baby. I'm really glad that I didn't get any of that. So how have you remedied that moving forward? I took a shower, Ryan. And anything to report? Uh, I smell better. Okay. And I, the reason why I start wanted to start the show this way is because, guys, it can be, or excuse me, it probably is a big signifier that you are depressed if you find yourself uh, just not having the energy to do these little things for yourself. You know, brush your teeth, take a shower, treat yourself in just the most basic fashion. If you find yourself unable to do these things, uh, you might be looking at some form of of uh, something going so on. So you there. think that a depressed people don't know that they're being depressed. This is a public service announcement. Well, I think there's a lot of people out there that aren't aware that they're depressed. Absolutely. Hmm. I think I think it takes awareness, and awareness is a son of a bitch. But we don't want that. If I'm going to be depressed, I should just not think about it. It'll probably be better, and I'm sure it won't manifest itself in my life at all, Tyler. Absolutely. You know what? Forget the last everything I said. Ryan's got it right. I'm sure you won't explode in any way, shape, or form. When it comes to not being legally responsible whatsoever, my name is Ryan. And my name's Tyler. And we are those guys you hate.
Salutations, my Haitians, and welcome to the show that will break your heart from the inside. To my left, teeny tiny Tyler Menendez. Tyler, HYBB. That makes me feel adorable. I want to put you in my pocket, Tyler. I don't get to feel small very often. And cut a hole in it. (laughs) And let you just wander about. He's in my urethra. I was going to say, is it your back pocket? Because then I'm in. (laughs) It's my jail pocket. On today's show, moving on and moving up. And later on today's show, Ryan, we are going to play another round of Who's in my mouth? Better know your history. Oh, better know your history. Yeah. Have yeah. we played better know your history before? Because we definitely played who's in my mouth before. Once before, yes. The who's in my mouth is not for those guys you hate material. That is huh. a side project that we're doing. That's a little family reunion thing when our uncle is there. Tyler, let me ask you a quick little question, okay? Do you ever use emojis? Uh, I do sometimes to be sarcastic or if I'm talking to somebody new, like that I might be interested romantically, if I see that they use them, I will in kind use them. Real shell of a person. Switch yourself to who you're talking to. I like that. I don't have an identity, Ryan. I just do what I can to make friends and keep people around. Can I please borrow your identity? Tyler, what emoji in a non-ironic way? Okay. Not when you're just trying to get banged. You Eggplant. Oh, I'm sorry. Not in that way. What emoji do you think that you use the most? The sideways smile. The one where they're looking to the right and they got the little smirk on their face. I wasn't even going to go there. I know exactly what you're talking about. What does that one mean? I argue that that's the horny emoji. Yes. That was during the uh, the app time of my life. You know that that fluctuating time of sure. my life, meaning my life. Sure. And, and that was something where I would send something flirtatious. And uh, and then throw that little emoji on there, kind of like saying, hey, man, if you don't like this, uh, there's the emoji that makes me free. Get pa- go past jail. That is so interesting because you are ostensibly saying exactly the same thing that I am, but you're bringing it from a creepy uh, perspective, which I appreciate. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You sexually harass somebody and you're like, you can't take me to court because I put this emoji face on it. Is it sexual harassment if they enjoy it? How would we know? Erection, Ryan? Ah, yes. I use... I had an erection the whole time. You know the bug-eyed emoji? The... Yes, of course. Yeah, the big giant. I use that more than anything because I use that as, like, too far. Mm. So I say something ridiculously outrageous. Then I acknowledge the fact that I've gone too far, which makes it seem like more of a joke, Tyler. Well, you're putting... It's as if you're putting a disclaimer at the end of your medication commercial. I'm aware that this is socially unacceptable, and because I'm aware of it, it's totally acceptable. You take this. You take this medicine I'm giving you. You may wind up with a leaky asshole, but at least you're going to laugh. And I wish that it was because of a pill and not because of my extracurricular activities. Here's the problem with the too far face. I don't know that I've gone too far, and I am now going to go further, Tyler. I don't even think that I'm using it right. The problem is, is that even if you do go too far, and even if you the person tells you you've gone too far, you continue to go. Well, because I assume that they're a liar. Let's do the depression index. No one cares. You don't know what to do. The world has all... What the depression index is, is a machine that I built with my hands very poorly. And luckily, we get to edit out how bad my voice cracked. Tyler, how you feeling this week, buddy? That one's going into the vault, baby. Uh, It hurt my taint. Well, he said... The great thing was, was that his eyes popped wide and he stared right at me like, did you hear that? I look like that emoji. Ryan, for this week's depression index... 
The theme is going to be change. Right now, our life is turned upside down. We had to say goodbye to the Menendez Mansion, goodbye to our beloved studio, goodbye to my favorite masturbation spots around the house, especially the one in Ryan's closet by his suits and shoes. What? Now to get the same kind of satisfaction, I have to drive all the way to our storage spaces and deal with the issue there. As you can imagine, Ryan, it's incredibly inconvenient. When I heard the, the gate opening up, I was like, oh shit. So, all I will say is, embrace those uncomfortable feelings. They're going to come up regardless. So instead of pushing against them, try accepting that you feel that way. Relax your muscles, literally relax your muscles, and surrender. Remember, the thing that is causing us so much stress and anxiety is our reaction to that stress and anxiety. Absolutely, and uh, I I'm so with you. Last week was just insane. Tyler and I waited so long and put everything off to the last minute that we ended up having to get three separate storage units because we didn't plan out how much storage we needed. Feel free to laugh at us for that. I mean, we are idiots. <laughs> I'm laughing at us. It was, yeah, it was pretty, pretty significant. And every step of the way, I kept telling myself, hey, this is your way out. This is the way you feel right now. If you can learn to let this go, you're, you're, you're progressing. Hey, why don't you gay up your own little segment? Sorry okay, about Ryan? that, Tyler. This week I was gonna be at a four. Give me a five instead. Get it! One, Tyler! two, three, four. Why did I add another one? Five! Oh! Tyler! That's fantastic, but now we need to gay this up, okay? Now, here's something that I've dealt with for a long time, okay? And it's basically what this show is built upon. I have social anxiety and I overcompensate to fix it, Tyler. Some people shut down, I shut up. That doesn't make sense, but you understand where I'm going. Mm -hmm. What I think that I'm realizing is, social anxiety in my circumstances, perhaps everyone's, is when I'm trying to figure out my character's next line. When I'm not being myself, what would this person that I'm trying to portray say right now? And then I put it on my own shoulders to, to figure that out. I can hear it on the show sometimes. When I'm trying to be funny and I'm trying to, 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 to throw things out that I think to represent me the way I want to is when I sound the worst in my personal opinion. And I just think that that's something worth thinking about. I think kind of all of the self-help and all this stuff is us coming back to being who we truly are. And, and maybe that social anxiety is trying to lead you out of that. Yeah, well, as Mark Manson put it, just like putting your hand on a hot stove and it burning you, teaching you not to do that anymore, the anxiety that you're feeling is associated with something that your body is trying to tell you, hey, we need to deal with this. It's pain. Pain is your body's way of letting you know that something has to be fixed, whether it be physical, mental, or dare I say spiritual. Go ahead and shut this off, you freaking devil worshippers. Whack job! <laughs> I mean, it's a cult, Tyler. We're going to have to bring spirituality into it at some point. Believe what you want, just pray to us first. With that being said, and I have some funny stories coming up about how crazy this week has been, I'm at a three. Oh my goodness, we got it all over mom's carpet, Tyler. I can't wait for her to see it. Mm -hmm. And you know what else I can't wait to see is what happens with this Marilyn Manson guy, Tyler. Have you heard of Marilyn Manson? He's the guy with the eyeliner, right? He's the guy with, no, you're thinking of Fallout Boy. 
Oh, uh, yeah. So, man, it makes his eyes pop. And I think that this, speaking of making someone's eyes pop, Marilyn Manson, Tyler. <laughs> okay. This is a fucked up world when you can't trust Marilyn Manson. Am I right? Like, uh, hallelujah, brother. World has gone to hell in a handbasket, just like he predicted in 1992, when you can't trust Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you, what do you know about this story? Um, well, I know that Evan, I think her name is Evan Rachel Wood, the girl from Westworld, has come out that he groomed her at a young age and he abused her. And I think like uh, a, another dozen other women have come out yep. against him. Yep. And and like, hey, if one person comes out, then it's, hey, he said, she said, we got to get to the bottom. When a group of people come after, come at you, it's, you know. I'm still not 100% sure on the Bill Cosby thing. But... <laughs> I, I will tell you that the, that the fool me 55 times. Shame on you. <laughs> you. You ladies all have something to gain here. You're just trying to start up a Facebook group and you're, they're putting a guy's life in danger. But uh, the deal is, is that not only does he seem to be grooming them to be uh, abused and battered women that work in that way, like R. Kelly, like R. Kelly, mm-hmm. these people that rise to the top, like Army Hammer. Uh, these people that rise to the top and, cannibal in it. <laughs> yeah, I believe allegedly, allegedly. Thank you. This is a news gathering organization. No, we're not. I believe we are. Uh, but, uh, he's kind of been telling us about it for years. He even was in an interview. Well, it, these women came out with PTSD. They said they were tortured. They were, they were, uh, you know, were, violated. They were violated. They were kept against their own will. They mm-hmm. were, they were hurt. They were disciplined in, in quite a crazy way. So he was pretty much going for Stockholm syndrome, just abuse them until they love me. That's kind exactly of thing. right, like wow. dad. Wow. And uh, <laughs> and the idea is, he said in an interview once after speaking about this this woman from Westworld with the many many names, I fantasize all the time about beating her head in with a sledgehammer. He normalized it. Mom has been telling me he's a bad dude for twenty plus years. I mean, she, you know, when Cake and Sodomy came out, she was like, I just don't know about this. Did you just say mom has been telling me for centuries? How old do you think she is? I didn't say that, Tyler. We're editing this out. Mom was actually the main character in the book Interview with a Vampire. I don't know if you've heard about that. (laughs) Based on a true story. So I think we can all agree Marilyn Manson, knock it off, bro. Yeah, real piece of garbage. You think he's going to jail? Uh, I hope so. Have you ever seen Marilyn Manson without his makeup and all that stuff? He even with his makeup, he looks like a weird dude. Uh, yeah, Tyler. No, no, but I don't mean it like that. I just mean his bone, like even covering himself up the way he does. He, he has a long face. Without his makeup, he looks like Johnny Depp in, uh. Fantastic beasts of blah blah blah. He just his face looks, is melting. It's just like this chubby, and I'm not making fun of it, but he's like this pudgy everyday dude that you would probably look at and be like, that doesn't look like a happy guy. Why do you think that he covered himself up with all that makeup in the first place? It comes from a, a place of defense, of course, of course. And he knows, like much like Kiss, that that shit sells. Very quickly, apropos of nothing, Daddy wasn't there. Was a workout banger, bro. Workout banger. Do you disagree? I'm going to go ahead and disagree with that. Daddy wasn't there from Austin Powers yeah, 3. Yeah, I know. I you and I were singing it the other night, and a, I'm like, it's a workout thing. banger. It's not a workout banger, though. You know what else is a workout banger? We can review. Uh-oh. I always... I always forget to change it. I don't not change. always. You're just yeah. keeping it on there because you know I hate the sound. It's absolutely not true. I just keep forgetting. Tyler, I don't know how many you have because we didn't do a pre- Three. Okay, let me go first. 
Tyler, in last week's show, we speculated on what Army Hammer's actual name was. Is it more ridiculous than you could possibly imagine? It so is. Correcto! His name is Armand. <laughs> His name is Armand Hammer. <laughs> His freaking name is Armin Hammer. Well, his parents should also be jailed. Well, no wonder he's a cannibal. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, he should be let free. I understand. His parents go to jail. He's fine. Just leave him in a dark room with no windows with his parents. Give him 15 minutes and then let's let him go on his way. Put him in a fridge and let him freshen up your, your leftovers. <laughs> Ryan, last week I spoke about the foot fetish killer. The guy whose sadistic adopted parents were cobblers. Did I mix up two different serial killers? Correcto! Okay, and, and you know, like we had said, with the foot fetish, I think I have this right, being the most common of all fetishes, you would imagine there's a lot of foot fetish killers. Uh, agreed, but there are, like Ted Bundy had a big fetish for feet. However, he didn't focus on feet. Yeah, when I think of Ted Bundy, I think of the hairdo of the victim, uh, a brunette split down the middle. Oh, I was going to say, I, I think of the decapitated head that he was banging. Which one? He had 12. <laughs> Just so many options. The person I was thinking of that had cobblers for parents was Joseph Callinger. I'm sure you know the name, whose nickname was The Shoemaker, which is actually pretty awesome. Pretty good. Pretty awesome. I should have called him Don Shula. A, a, a paranoid, <laughs> a paranoid schizophrenic, uh, he actually in, uh, saw a floating head everywhere he went named Charlie that would tell him to do things from God and Satan, and he murdered by strangulation or drowning. Now, that seems like a hectic existence, but it would certainly give you a purpose, right? Don't you think there's some sort of, like, this guy has a, a drive that we might not know about? Much like Herbert Mullen, another famous schizophrenic who, to keep California from Breaking off and sinking into the ocean, he had to kill a bunch of people. Okay. Uh, we, well, thank you for your service. <laughs> I was going to say, he may have done it. How do we know? The foot fetish killer was Jeffrey Brudos. His mother subjected him. That's, that's who I was thinking of. His mother subjected him to physical and emotional abuse simply due to her wanting a girl. He developed a fetish for shoes at five, which if you're developing a fetish at five, that is not a good sign. But don't, but don't you think that that's where all of our fetishes start? No, 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 no. They, okay, let me rephrase it because you're absolutely right. Not start to develop. He was, when you start was, exhibiting yeah, signs yeah. of sexuality at that age. I think that's just deep trauma. Absolutely. Right? Of course. Yeah. And the fact, yeah. I mean, who knows what kind of mental issues he was dealing with. What a sad world where, oh man. Yeah. Well, I didn't even get to the best part. Mr. Brudos. Now when you say best. The most interesting, also best, the Mr. Brudos uh, would later cut off his first victim's left foot, which he kept in a freezer and would often take out to model his collection of high heels. Now, how long do you think that that'll hold? Do you have to worry about frostbite? Are we getting a bag? You just putting it in there raw dog? What are we doing with it? Yeah, I believe he put it in there raw dog, what? which is a really weird way to phrase that. That's how you get athlete's foot. And he threw the foot away by his third victim because it had begun to rot. He has no soul. Uh, he, he, I mean, he was pretty messed up. And that, what a heel! And then I get what you're doing. Corns, <laughs> athlete's foot. Comedy comes in three, Tyler. Um, yeah, and and the thing is, is that is the guy that I was thinking that he had a garage that his wife was not allowed to enter. You know, we talk about those rooms if all the time. If there is a room in your house that you're not allowed to go in, 
get out of there. You're about to die. He was in there a lot and she would have to buzz him on the intercom to get his attention. She was never allowed in and in the garage, that is where he kept his victims up on hooks so he could play with their feet and whatnot. She never got a, a, a peek in the door, never a little crack, never a little, you put a mirror underneath like they do in jail. Like, bro, get out of here. He, he I can only imagine. She's part of it. He, <laughs> what? She did it. What about John Wayne Gacy's wife who wasn't allowed in the garage? She didn't know that they were sleeping above 30 little boys' bodies. She has a nose, Tyler. She has a fucking nose. Maybe she just thought her husband stunk. I mean, he looks like a guy who stinks. He's depressed. <laughs> he definitely looks like he stinks. Tyler, on last week's show, we discussed why genitals are blurred out in Japanese porn. Oh, my God. Thank you. Is the answer interesting? I hope so. <laughs> Isn't Tyler genitalia is shown in Japanese porn in eight bit. Okay. Eight bit. Yeah, no, I, I know. Go on. Uh, that's the most interesting part of this. It's exactly what you would think it would be. The government thinks it's showing some type of decorum. There are these laws that have been on the books. And in 2004, they actually put them into use and a guy fought it up to the highest court. He lost. And since then, they have been that the artists have been censoring themselves. That's it. It's That's what, crazy. It's what you would imagine it to be. Wow. I mean, what? Oh. And you know, the politicians over there are getting that good porn without the all oh, the 4K porn. Why would the you spend that much money on porn, Tyler? It's free. Ryan, last week I was talking about the fetish of being ingested by a giant. Oh, that's right. That's right. Enveloped and, as it were. And I called it megalophobia, for which is a fear, not even a sexual thing. That's weird that we didn't pick up on that. Was I close? <laughs> the first one is a great song. That one is just, that's something you would scream as you run into battle. I think that's like a Japanese guy killing himself with a seppuku. It's, it's the, the word is vorafir. Vorerphilia. 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 Right. And it's the the idea of being ingested in, and inside right. a much larger person. It's not even about the, and I don't know much about this, but it's not even about the, the being mashed up and stuff like that. It's actually being- You get swallowed. Right. It's like that person who slept inside a camel in Star Wars. I don't know what's happening there. Snow camel. Sure. Tyler, at some point we talked about Starbucks versus Duncan- you kind of took up Starbucks aside. I, I, whatever, bro. Did I figure it out? Correcto! Did you look up any of this? No. Okay. It wasn't even close. Starbucks was found 20 years after Dunkin'. Used to be Dunkin' Donuts when I was growing up. You fucking kids don't know nothing about that. Starbucks generates over $26 billion a year in revenue. Revenue is profit? Revenue is profit. Okay. Uh, Duncan just under 1.5 billion, 26 to 1.5. Wow. That's incredible. Isn't Suck it? a dick, Duncan. I mean, you know what? Cause Duncan is just coffee for the every man. You're not marking up this, this 10 cent cup of coffee to four bucks, man. Totally. No, not four bucks is probably a bit low. I was going to say yeah, like eight or nine yeah. bucks, right? I don't, I don't shop at Starbucks. I don't eat Starbucks. I That's will where I get my pants. I what will say this shop at Starbucks. I'm very happy that I got that right. Total shot in the dark. And man, I nailed it. You stupid idiot, Ryan. It truly makes sense if you think about yeah. it, but I just like to fight. Well, I think Starbucks is one of the most valuable companies in the world. It's it. I didn't look that up, but Starbucks has over 30,000 locations worldwide. Duncan has 11,000. 
So like three times as much on. Wow, that's nuts. That's something, huh? Hey, Duncan, you ever heard of spreading out a little? Jeez. Lord knows Tyler has. Uh, people love their coffee, Tyler. And my butt. What is, Ryan, last week I was talking about the custom in India where they get to hit you with sticks. Sure. And I said, man, I just want to get hit by one of those one time. <laughs> no. Am I a fucking idiot? <laughs> Correcto! I didn't even need for you to, to give me the nod or the shake. I mean, when you said that last you week, I was like, Yo, are you? I mean, bro, your ass will blister so bad that I'll see bone, bro. I, wanted, I just wanted a story, but uh, the, the practice is called Lathi. It is, um, can you spell that? L-A-T-H-I. L-A-T-H-I, okay. Lothi. Sure. And it's actually from colonial times when British uh, was, took over. That is what they used to do. When Britain took over. When Britain was in charge of when, India. When they were invading that was India. A, that was a custom there. And okay. India just kept it. Good on you. And it is thick bamboo or flexible plastic sticks that, Leave some serious welts. I actually looked up photos of it, and it's some of it's like what remember those paintball injuries where they would just leave the giant welts, of course, but it is a big line yeah. across somebody's thigh. Yeah, oh, and your thigh is that where they go? Oh, they'll hit you anywhere. It doesn't there's people who have died because people have hit them in yeah. the head and killed them. That is freaking, yeah. And you said, Oh, I would like to get one of those in just the calf. For, in the calf, would you still take one of those in the calf? Yes. You're a liar. <laughs> I want to. You're just a liar. One time, just one time. Oh, dude, we should do this for the show. I'll do it. Uh, Wait, do we have to go to India? No. I'm in. Tyler, I will absolutely hit you for the show. I don't trust you. No, okay. you'd put weight. I trust the cops over there more than I trust you. Sure. These people who have killed people by hitting them in the head, you trust them more than me. And. Correct. Makes a lot of sense, Tyler. <laughs> Tyler, on last week's show, we discussed whether gypsy or Eskimo is an insulting term. Did I find out? Yes. It would be weird if I brought it up and then I did it. Um, gypsy implies illegality and irregularity. Okay. We just call them street nomads now, Tyler. And Eskimo predominantly seen as offensive and has been widely replaced by the term Inuit. Which I like. Ah. The, I like the word Inuit. Inuit's got a nice it, flow it, it, to it. It does. It's got. It feels good in my mouth, Tyler. Although I won't lie, I do like a good Eskimo kiss. Not a visual medium, Ryan. I'm done. Oh, are you done? Okay, I'll just shoot through these. Um, Tyler, we talked about how Dahmer died. I said it was because somebody put something in his butt after they beat him up. Was I wrong? No. Correct. He was hit in the head with a metal bar from the weight room. I don't know why I put it in his rectum. Apparently, he was just like walking around there trying to be a tough guy, you know, by by playing up his persona, as it will. Other prisoners didn't take too well to that. Rectum? Fucking killed him, Ryan. Tyler, last week we talked about cash bail, and we wondered, do you get your money back if you show up in court? Yes. Correcto! Yes, if you show up and... The bond can only be discharged if you're found not guilty. So uh, you pay the bail as a down payment on your own innocence. And finally... That is so fucked. You have to put down a monetary investment for your own innocence? This song, this this country is built for the rich people, Tyler. And we talked about the most prolific serial killer in U U.S. history. Did I ignore it? Sure. We said the Green River Killer. The guy's name is Samuel Little. He was serving three consecutive life sentences without parole for the deaths of three women in the late 1980s. He confessed 
to 93 homicides. Here's the deal. People confess to homicides all the time. I, I was going to say. The FBI believe that they're all credible and 50 have been verified. So you can do whatever, he wins. You can do whatever you want with that. Good for you, Mr. Little. Real overachiever over here. I mean, this guy thinks he's so friggin' great. He wants a gold star. And that is Week in Review. All right, Tyler. Nothing for gold star. Huh? I mean, what do you want me to say, Tyler? I'm sorry. Don't seek. That help. was witty, Tyler. Don't I'm proud of you, Tyler. Your parents always loved you, Tyler. None of that is true. Tyler, let's take a break. Let's come up with more little stories that we could tell you that you'll sleep better at night. And when we come back, I'll laugh at you to the audience. What's going on, everybody? Ryan Menendez here. Now, I know that you're such a fan of this podcast, you already know it, but part of this advertising is me explaining shit to you that you already know. Buckle up! So much of this podcast is based on me being a total kook. Now, a bunch of people have reached out to me, and they have let me know that they want to be a kook too. Now, this isn't something that you just stumble on. It doesn't happen by accident. you got to put in practice. 10,000 hours, am I right? So what you need to do is read the books that I read. Now, what we've done is we have signed up to work with Audible so you can read the books to become a kook like me. Thoseguysyouhate.com. Now, here's what Audible wants. They want for you to go over there and get a free book that I'm offering you so you can read, you can get on board, you can sink below the waters and end up in the same place that I am. And what they're hoping is, is that you'll get that free book, you'll sign up, and then you'll forget to unsign up, and then they can charge you at least once, okay? You know it, I know it, we all know it. Beat the system by breaking that contract before that happens, or stay with them and continue to learn and grow and flourish like a big boy. So if you go to thoseguysyouhate.com right now, all of my reading recommendations are there. You can sign up and get the book for free, and then you have 30 days to cancel your membership, and you don't get beat on the deal. You know you won't because you're lazy. That's why you haven't moved out of your parents' house. We love you. Thank you for supporting those guys you hate. And let's get back to the show. Those guys. Birds do it. I'm not saying that it is wrong. They seem pretty smart. Yeah, bird brain. That's what you call somebody when you want to wise as an old owl. There. And you want to insult somebody, you call them Einstein. It's calling them a human being is the most is the biggest insult to their intelligence. Bird brain. I say we make it a positive. Wait. I know that you're wrong, but I can't figure out how to argue against what you just said. So I think that technically makes me right. I think you're right here. Woo! I'm bowing out respectfully. Go to the gym and I continue to pound away, Tyler, in a, in a way that's probably not healthy. You go see Jim and continue to pound away. Henson. Whatever you do. He's dead. Bro. <laughs> he is now. Uh, even when I, when my body hurts, I still go and do my thing. And I do, I'm, I'm working out in a way that is harmful to me. I was going to say, I don't think that's good for you. Right. It's, think it's, it's the addiction part of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm real idiot. Get a real addiction. You loser. Oh, I, I you ever heard of crack. I am filled with crack while I'm doing it, Tyler. I'm just doing toe touches with froth pouring out of my everything mouth. I forgive you. Yeah. Thank you. Tyler. Yes. What I wanted to do, and really this is because I had some content here that I thought that we could move forward with. You went to dad's house. I went to mom's house. Mm -hmm. They're divorced. Spoiler alert. And I thought that maybe we could compare and contrast some of the different things that are going on at the different places. Cause I got good shit, man. Let's do it. Okay. Now I don't know how to do this cause we've never been in this circumstance before. 
how do you think that we should do this? Like, what do you think is the best uh, kind of mechanism to, to shoot back and forth? Well, I think because I, you, we talked about this and you did not, um, you told me to write a few things down. Now I've thought about it to a certain extent, but I don't have anything written down specifically. So what I suggest is you tell one of your stories and then I can almost guarantee you that I will be able to come up with one uh, of certain similarity. Okay. Here's what I, what I have. And, and I love this as a, as a origin story of how the Menendez brothers came to be, because I see so many of my things here in this house. Okay. Let's start with this. And I think that I've already told you this. I was, I was trying to keep it to myself, but I think we had been drinking one night and I just let it fly. Okay. You have the toaster oven. I do. Okay. You know, the, the, the long-term microwave as it were, and you have the little insert what mm -hmm. is what a little, little cookie sheet that it's, comes it's to, it's to catch the crumbs sure catch all the residue on the bottom well, of the little, toaster it's a little pan it's a little cookie sheet not not at the bottom of the toaster but oh, what, what oh. you put your what you put your food item gotcha on. yep now the smart thing to do with that because you don't want to be washing it all the time is to put tin foil on top of it right so you just you pull out a piece of tin foil you rip it off on those little teeth that want to hurt you mm -hmm. those little teeth want to hurt you you put it on the thing you, uh, you put it on the cookie sheet you crumple it underneath you put it in the See, I don't think about the teeth. The game that I always play is grab the tinfoil immediately after, and it's never hot. I always challenge that bitch, and I always win. That's what makes tinfoil so impressive Shut as up, an Ryan. invention. So instead of just taking the, the tinfoil and crumpling it over the little cookie sheet before you put it in there, my mom put the cookie sheet upside down on the tinfoil, took a pen, outlined the outside, cut it off with scissors, and that now... Don't get me wrong. By the time she was done, it was impeccably done. <laughs> but it took eight minutes. It took eight minutes. You do this every time you use the toaster oven? Well, when you're retired, you've got time on your hands. Uh, retired sounds a lot like the word... <laughs> Death? I was going to say retired. Okay, what's yours? Uh... <laughs> Um, I will say this. You are a clean person. I am not. I'm a messy person. But in the common sure. areas, I like to keep things clean. Sure. And I wouldn't say that. To not incur my wrath. Well, just to keep respect the people that I'm around. Sure. You know, my space is my space and I will do with it what I will. Yeah. But but with other people that share that space, I don't want to be rude. Keep that door closed, by the way. I, yeah. I still do that over at their house. The only problem is, is they... And they, by they, I mean Maria, is way our, more meticulous. Our dad and his wife. Yes, our stepmom. Way more meticulous than you ever oh, could be. Absolutely. So I am, I'm finding myself, uh, when I'm eating over a plate, I'm, if a crumb falls off of the plate, I get upset. It's, I'm keeping oh, it wow. perfect. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Here is exactly the same way, and they don't use the dishwasher. Everything is washed by hand and goes right back into the, into the cabinet. That's ridiculous. Okay, now... And the tinfoil thing strikes me as funny. That is funny. And it reminds me of when I walked in on my mom and she was ironing her fitted sheet that goes on her bed. Her fitted sheets. Okay, now here's another thing that happens over here all the time. And I don't want to go into any sort of scenario. It's just an observation. Fox News, all the time, everything becomes political. Everything. It is. The, the fuse has been lit. And there's if you sneeze, you're like, What'd you say about China? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a deal. It's well, a deal. You got to mind your P's and Q's. It, it has been it, those programs, CNN, Fox, all that stuff. It's meant to keep you locked in. That's how they make their money. They how have, do you keep somebody locked in? Sensationalizing the news. Fear and anger. And lies. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, they are on. 
on the other side. They over there, they're on more on the liberal side, although I would say they are not as extreme liberally as mom and Martin are. Uh, well, they don't think they're extreme. Yeah, I'm just saying from my own personal yeah, viewpoint. Yeah, I understand. Those crazy extremists. Well, and here's the problem is that I, and you tell me if I'm wrong, I don't think that I'm a liberal, am I? I, I don't I don't know how you work that out. The problem with that is, uh, uh, and I have such a problem with this word, colloquial, colloquialism. Well, colloquial, colloquial. I am just melting down uh, well, right well, now. So why do you always go to these because words? Because I want to sound say? smart, and I come up sounding you, stupid. You definitely, you've you've ironed this out perfectly. Um, because now it's gotten to the point where if you're not conservative, if you express, or on the other side, if you express yeah, a view not, that- let's not just say conservative because it's the same both ways. You're absolutely right. That's what we were talking about, but I should generalize because it, it's attributed to everybody. Yeah. If you say, we live in a time now where if you say something that is opposite what I think, you are immediately this other thing. You're the extreme opposite yeah, of yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, do you have anything else or, because I have one really great one. Uh, oh. My dad, my dad, he really, really loves the three of us. He really does. And sometimes he can have difficulty showing it. You know, he grew up in a time when, you know, men didn't cry and all that. Life was better. All that garbage. Yeah. More repressed, I believe. And the way God intended it. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm going to give you these parts. Just make sure you don't use them. Yeah. Uh, in a way that feels amazing. I am staying over there now and I can tell that he really enjoys having me there. But he's trying, he, he, without realizing it, he is trying to hospitality me to death. He is trying to be uh, too, like he, he, he'll almost follow me around the house to help me out. And I'm just like, dad, I, I got it. I know how, I know how a closet works I'm and how to hang my 35. <laughs> Please. So, and I know, and I love him for it. And get a thermometer that isn't rectal. He's doing, he's doing the best that he can, but it gets to the point where it's like, dude, you're smothering yeah, me. Yep, okay. Yep. Making up for lost time, Tyler. Yeah, yeah. All right. Here is my final one. And this is my favorite. Okay. My stepdad has a computer in the office. My mom has this antique desk that I call when they pass away, uh, that has a computer at it. And it's about, what would you say? 15 feet apart? Uh, sure. Yeah. Right. I'm to terrible go, with that distance, but yeah, you know what I'm saying to, to go down that hallway, you make a quick little right, right there in the computer. I, I'm it's so, yeah. it's so very close. Mm -hmm. What they have done because they don't like shouting at each other is what they say. They have bought an intercom system <laughs> and throughout the day they speak to each other through an intercom system where I stand and I can see both of them. I'm looking at them and they're talking into an intercom system. And I literally walked down stairs yesterday where I discovered this happening. Uh -huh. I heard these voices and I'm like, what, red team go, what is happening right now? I walked downstairs and they made me feel like the idiot because I, because I think that the intercom system is ridiculous. You well, you were the odd man out. It was a three party system and you were the, uh, the, the outside party. But here is the issue. I came back upstairs and I have, let's say I was in a bit of a daze. I started thinking about it and I went back downstairs and I said, I will not allow you to normalize this for me. <laughs> I, you guys are gaslighting me right now. And I see through this bullshit. I'm not doing it, man. You know what? I've changed my answer. You are a snowflake liberal gaslighting, Ryan. I like mean, that's a thing. I mean, first of all, I'm going crazy. I'm looking at them and they're like, yeah, everybody does this. They're, I'm like, I, I could touch Martin right now. If I felt like it, I, I'll say this. That's, that's kind of adorable. 
There's something about it that is just adorable. You just like AI everywhere that you could possibly go. AI? They're, they're taking over, and this, that's what's happening to Dude, us right now. Techno technologically, we are at a point where that which you're expressing is the equivalent of like two tin cans attached by a piece of string. Now that, that is would, not AI. That would be more quaint. <laughs> That would be, I, Tyler, you know I don't trust radio transmissions. Someone's hijacked the line. All right, and that is whatever the hell that was, and that is why we're crazy. Let's do Douche of the Week. Tyler now this is what the name implies it is where we find someone we've been doing this since the very beginning where we find someone they're a douche we let them know we do it weekly even though we don't Tyler who you got this week bud Ryan for this week's douche of the week getting Irish with it I'm gonna call out the Chinese government what they've been so good the Chinese government you shitbags <laughs> a new report has come out that um wait a minute if you're douching with shitbags I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now don't do that they That's, are they are festering you're gonna as get a pink douche. Eye. they uh, a report has come out that uh you know there's a holocaust in China I don't know if you know that Ryan there is over a uh, millions of Uyghur mu Muslims are in concentration camps and a report has come out this last week that there are mass rapes happening at this at these camps where they are letting their Chinese soul the the Chinese soldiers the guards have their way with uh whoever they want throughout the prison Wow, this is uh this is really turning into something different here, Tyler. It's called douche of the week for a reason, Ryan. Uh, I mean, this is called go hang yourself in the closet with the belt of the week. I hope that's what the Chinese government does. And remember, Chinese people, we love you, even though you'll never hear this because they censor everything. Yeah, no me. internet for you. Mm -hmm. Um that's not very shocking that in the middle of a Holocaust, they would be committing horrible atrocities, is it? It is still shocking, yes. I understand I mean, what you're saying. It, it is shocking. But the idea of it is horrific. And hey, let's let them keep concentration camping. Let's let them keep raping cheap shit, Ryan. Well, cheap foreign goods. What it's you, all worth it. What do you want? To, first of all, when you're starting a genocide, is rape down the ladder on genocide? I think it is. What do you mean? Uh, in terms of being disgusted by something, and we probably shouldn't be quantifying these things, but I'm already in too deep. We're going into all the details, and they should all disgust you. What's worse, genocide or rape? Genocide. Tyler, you're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> are we are we window shopping uh, atrocities now? Is that what's happening? I just, mommy, I, mommy, not that one. I want the genocide. Tyler, if you want to live in a world where <laughs> genocide and jaywalking are the same, I just disagree, okay? I just, hey, whatever your offense, I just want to kill on a mass scale is all I'm saying. Now, now you have to do the, the branding Ryan, and say, the Chinese government is my douche of the week. Nicely done, Tyler. You Thank remembered you. and I'm impressed. Thank you. All right. Now, Tyler's going a little bit more macro. As we always do. I'm going a little bit more micro. Do I have that right, Tyler? You mean you're going to be a pussy about it? I'm going to talk about something that affects my everyday life. Hey, Uyghur Muslims, I got my own problems. No, I'm kidding. That's a terrible thing. And why do you always want to say Uyghur mushrooms? Have you noticed that? You always, you talk about it more than anything on the show, and you always want to say Uyghur mushrooms. I know. It's it's just, uh, I, I don't know. It's just some kind of... Uh, 
brain stupidity. Yeah, it's some sort of weird connection you have. And I would eat a Uyghur mushroom, but not a Muslim because I sure assume they don't shave down there all that often. Tyler, I'd give it a shot. My douche of the week is grandfather clocks. Tyler, <laughs> I have moved into a house with grandfather with a grandfather clock. Okay, now this thing literally, Tyler, literally every fifteen minutes <laughs> wants to let you know that fifteen minutes has passed by going ding dong, ding dong, ding 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 dong. Every 15 minutes, Tyler. Is that true? I'm being gaslit to think that this is acceptable. Wow. And it is not. Grandfather Clocks, have you heard of, a, of an iPhone? It does the same shit that you do without the cling clong or the bing bong. Racist. What? That is that is really terrible. I was going to make fun of you because that is incredibly ma uh, micro. It's as if you're brick from the Anchorman and you're just naming things in the room Are around you. Are you looking at the clock, Ryan? Uh, but yeah, that would drive me insane. That's like Chinese water torture. It has really affected my everyday life. Mm. I'm hearing bongs when there ain't bongs and I'm hearing clings when there ain't clangs. And my situation is that I, it's driving me insane. Mm. It's driving me insane. And I'm telling you right now, Tyler, Grandfather Clocks, you're my douche of the week. So, and I reference this all the time on uh, uh, throughout our shows. Should we treat it like that uh, scene in Office Space where we just drag it out into the middle of a field and just bash it into dust? Dude, go look at this grandfather clock. It's heavy. I, I think it might win. <laughs> I think we might take it out there and just beat the shit out of us and put us in the Everglades. Another another grandfather clock murder. Uh. <laughs> now, now here, he has lines across his face. Now, here is... And this happens to me every so often. And over this last week, for, for various reasons, I've been drinking harder than I have over the last six months. So it happens to me more often then. Sometimes I put thing in my show notes and then I re-reference it and I don't know what I was thinking at that time. When I asked you originally if you wanted to do douche of the week, this is all I had. Douche of the week, colon, virgins. Where do you think I was going with that, Tyler? Let's try, let's try to, to like make a murderer. Like, where do you think I was headed with that? Like, I don't feel like teaching people stuff. Okay, so so I I am speaking from the position of you. Okay, okay, so I'm gonna be you. I'm gonna ask that you don't. I'm gonna be you. Okay, this uh, is Ryan speaking. All right, I am I am I am taking on Ryan's soul. Ryan, shut up. Your soul's over here, and I'm gonna say virgins what have you done for society lately good point what are you you're not putting out you're not taking in what are you doing well i you know what i think it is everybody i feel like the virgin is sought after i don't think i want a virgin i i don't understand that at yeah. all don't yeah, like, understand that hey, at all would you please come have sex with me literally the worst time that you'll ever have sex absolutely let's go get this thing going well maybe you'll cry this could be great go get some experience under your belt and then come see me you know what tyler you've talked me into this Virgins, you're my douche of the week. <laughs> wow, I talked you over to this side so quickly. Oh, I'm, I'm douching everybody. There's so many douches. All right, Tyler, you need to give me a brief respite. What do you have going on for your segment this week, dude? For those that are new to the show, please allow me to explain how this game works. I don't remember it either, so explain it to me. Perfect. I have here three stories that were chosen at random from our planet's history. Could span all of history. Okay. Two of the stories are true. 
One ah. is a lie. It's your job, Ryan, to decide which is which. If you get it right, this moment will be lost to the sands of time. But if you get it wrong, you shall forever be known as the guy who didn't know stuff. Did you say woment? It's very possible. <laughs> it's very possible. Is that some sort of marsupial? I'm just making up words as I go along. All right. I love, I love a game, Tyler. I will read... Three story titles to you. You may choose in which order we go in. Doesn't matter either way. The choice I'm offering is simply meant to make you feel like you have some form of control in this churning, never-ending maelstrom of chaos we call reality. I assume everything is permanent, and I will be upset if that is not so. When you pick a story, I will give you the fact about said story. Then later, I will give you the backstory on each to bring us home. Fantastic. I love it. I And, and I love that we're trying things out for a second time, for a third time. That's how we're going to sharpen the axe, Tyler. Much like that time you told me for the next five weeks, let's just redo segments we've already done. And for the next five weeks, you only did new stuff. Tyler, <laughs> don't ever call me into question in front of my friends again. All right, Ryan, are you ready? Let's do it, man. All right. Story one, we have Sugar Daddy. Story two, sewing history, sugar daddy, sewing history, or story three, bunnies, bunnies everywhere. Okay. That one has my attention. Bunnies, bunnies everywhere. Because before you even start, is there an animal in a giant quantity that wouldn't scare the hell out of you? I thought of this exact same question as I was writing this. No, if you have... The word horde in yeah, the sentence, yeah. it is a horde of blank. I'm terrified. In this room right now, if you put 5,000 butterflies, we would be- Oh my, that sounds terrifying. We would be inhaling them. Oh, yeah. Inhale, yeah. I feel all their little legs crawling all let's over me. Let's do that for the show. Let's yeah. do. Let's release 5,000, like Easter at church when they were all dead. Yeah, I was going to say, we're going to be around 5,000 butterfly corpses. I didn't say they had to be alive. <laughs> I, you would prefer the corpses there. Anyway, please continue. I'm sorry. That'd be a lot easier to sweep up. <laughs> I'm still inhaling them because I'm lying down. All right, Ryan. This is actually our shortest fact of three. Napoleon Bonaparte, although I think it's Bonaparte, was once attacked by a horde of bunny rabbits. All right. Napoleon Bonaparte, not as short as people say, mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. that factors in if a horde of bunny rabbits are coming. Man, a five, horde, seven, a, five, eight. A horde of anything is is terrifying. Hmm. Uh, okay. I mean, I... I Think that's believable enough sure sure All right so now what is the other two Remind the me. other two is number one sugar daddy uh-huh or number two sewing history that sounds boring let's go sugar daddy so you're saving the most boring one yeah. for last weird strategy i'm not good at the podcast game <laughs> put your wallets away augustus caesar and jd rockefeller mansa moose is gonna pick up the tab Born in 1280, Mansa Musa ruled the West African Empire of Mali, and his wealth was so vast, it is literally impossible to even pin down a rough estimate. Mansa Musa, the wealthiest man to ever live. I believe that I've heard that before. He was, uh, that's interesting, because how do you quantify, I don't want to say the exchange rate, because that would make me sound stupid, somebody's it wasn't even money back then. Mm -hmm. It was resources, ostensibly. You're absolutely how, right. How do you compare that across time? Uh, because it's just like with economics today. You take in how much land they had and how much resources they had, and then you have a rough estimate. 
They're saying that science isn't real. That this, actually, it is. It isn't. This guy. They're saying this guy had so much of everything. He is by far, far and away the richest man to ever live. It's not even close. It's like Starbucks versus Dunkin' Donuts. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. A, it's a landslide that makes everybody <laughs> named Ryan look stupid. Uh, okay, that's very interesting. Mm -hmm. That sounds definitely reasonable. All right. All, all right. right. And for our final story, most the, boring of all, apparently. Bleh. Ryan, if I say the words American history and the name Betsy Ross, would you know what I'm referencing? Of course. Okay. Well, I, well, I mean, go on. The woman who created the original flag. Very good. With 13 stars. I actually had written down here, and you call yourself an American, but you just ruined my whole insult and everything. And I don't really call myself an American. Who who doesn't who doesn't know who Betsy Ross is? I'm sure a lot of people. You think so? Oh, I'm sure. That's like something they teach you in first grade. Which is why I'm sure a lot of people have forgotten it already. What about Betty Ford? First grade. When am I going to use this? When am I ever going to use this, teacher? You think I'm going to go into coloring? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Actually, they're teaching you to stay in the lines with coloring, Tyler. And they failed. Betsy Ross was the woman, like Ryan said, who sewed together the very first Stars and Stripes American flag. It was in, a circle, wasn't it? Weren't the stars a circle? Of the 13 original colonies sure. uh, back in 1776. Our boys were on the front line, but she was in the shadows sewing patriotism itself. Wasn't she, and man, I could be so wrong about this, but I'm going to put myself out there. High school student? Incorrect. She was an older woman. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. That was that was. Or not an older woman. She was a woman at she that was, point. Uh, that was immediate karma. It <laughs> wasn't even week in review. I was just smashed down like avocado. Now, Ryan. Yeah. You have Sugar Daddy, Mansa Musa, richest man in the world, sewing history. And and what was the fact about sewing history? That's that she was the one who uh, sewed the flag together. Okay. And bunnies, bunnies everywhere. Napoleon Bonaparte, eight years before his defeat at Waterloo. Almost died. Okay, so the two. At the hands of bunnies. There's two that I don't know. Mm -hmm. There's one that I'm pretty sure about. I'm going to go counterintuitive. I'm going to choose the one that I'm pretty sure about because it seems like a trick. I'm saying Betsy Ross ain't real. Well, how do you know that this isn't a trick to make you think this and you answered this way so that one of the other ones is we're, right? We're going to find out right now. Ah, damn it. Tyler, you're, I didn't do this right. As transparent as a window. It's like, okay, well, this thing that you definitely wouldn't know, this thing that you definitely wouldn't know, and this one that you, you do. You know what? You know what? I get I got so caught up in one of these stories. I, I yeah. Oh, blew it. Damn it. All right, so give me the real answer. Story info. one, sugar daddy. Instead Mansa of Musso. In, in, Mansa Musa, instead of giving you guys the whole backstory, I'm just gonna read to you a short story so you can get an idea. As a devout Muslim, the king set off on Hajj, which is an annual Islamic pilgrimage to Mecca. H-A-J? J. H-A-J-J. Oh, all right. Uh, Mecca, which is in Saudi Arabia. Sure. The distance the king needed to travel was roughly 4,000 miles or 6,437.4 kilometers. What kind of a, of a RV do they have at this point? That seems like a trip. It had two humps, Ryan. <clears throat> When he set off on his journey, it said that he traveled with 10,000 soldiers, slaves, and heralds. What's a, what's a herald? Uh, the people who yell out who you are and okay. all that kind of stuff. Okay. They're the ones who used to deliver the news back before the printing press, and they got beat up a lot. And uh, I know. <laughs> they, the what? King, you say you like Trump? <laughs> no, it was the king's raising taxes yeah. again, and they would go and attack him. And our local newspaper, the Miami Herald. Correct. Correct. 
So he brought with him on his journey to Mecca, 10,000 soldiers, slaves, and heralds, which in turn walked alongside countless horses and camels carrying countless pounds of gold. Yeah. The woman wore the finest Persian silk. The men carried gold staffs. Basically, they were peacocking, dude. Yeah, yeah. Look at this guy. And you're holding onto this metal that is just wants all the sun. It's heating up. I yeah. mean, oh, yeah. I, yeah. At some point, somebody's going to have to hold my staff for me. 10,000... Yeah, baby. <laughs> I got sand in it. 10,000 peacocks strutting their stuff throughout the land. And we have we have found out on this show that peacocks are pieces of shit. The real bastards. Yeah, real the bastards. Worst. On his way to Mecca, he stopped at Cairo, Egypt, and met the ruler, Sultan al-Malik al-Nasir, who stated that Mansa Musa needed to, like everyone else, bend down and kiss his toes in homage. Well... Musa wasn't about to roll over and uh, nah, show his belly. You nah, know what dog. I mean? Instead of denigrating himself like some punk ass bitch. Yeah. The propose uh, he proposed that instead of any feet smooching, he would donate some of his riches he had with him. You know, throw this other king some pocket change. I understand. Yeah. And so he did. Not only did he go on a buying spree and bought up all the wares of the land, he started to give gold to people from the rooms of the palace to the people of the streets. Everybody got gold. It was said that there was so much that he gave away, it literally littered the streets. That's incredible. That's like a job fires you and you're like, I just bought this place. Yeah. You're fired. That's right. That's right. As if that's how business transactions. That's exactly, wait, wait, you want me to clean out my desk? Well, it's my desk. This is the kicker. He gave so much away to the community. It depreciated the value of the metal and crashed their economy for 12 years after he left. Was that strategic? No, it was just he was trying instead of kissing some toes and having a problem because he had to, I'm sure, come back that way. Massive <laughs> He gave the gold and totally crashed the economy. Wow. That's crazy. So wait a minute. So just printing up a bunch of money isn't good for the economy? Apparently that doesn't work. You sound like a communist right now. I'll tell you that. All right. What's the next story? And finally. Wait a minute. And finally, did you do. Oh, the Betsy Ross isn't true. Betsy Ross is not true. Oh, I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. Story two is Betsy Ross. This, well, she's not at fault. Her grandson, the only person, the only source of this story comes from Betsy Ross's own grandson, 100 years after the fact. Okay. It was never written in any messages, never in any historical letters. There is no mention anywhere of Betsy Ross sewing the first American flag except from her grandson 100 years after the fact. So what you're telling me is that it's just 100% just not true? Betsy Ross didn't make the first flag? Did not make the American flag. So who made the American flag? They say, and these things get lost the time, but they say that there was another man who would design their, because remember, there were a lot of flags before this one. You know, you go through many different designs and there was a company, specifically a man, who designed and they think that it was him, but nobody knows for sure. Do you think that the American flag is more appealing than other flags? Um, because that's what it's supposed to do is trigger some sort of a primal instinct in you, right? Yeah, but I don't think it's like a coat of arms. I don't think it's designed that way. Yeah. I think you're just born and told to a, hey, this symbol right here 
should drive you into uh, patriotism. Yeah, yeah. Don't think about what you're doing. Just listen to us. Mm -hmm. Now, is there another flag that stands out to you that you find to be aesthetically pleasing? I love the Japanese flag. I was going to say the same thing. I love the love Japanese it. it's, flag. It's just, it's just so succinct. So aesthetically yeah. pleasing. Yeah, I you agree. Know? I agree. Jamaica, you also have a spot in my heart. In the UK, I also like. The UK is good. I like Australia because they mix and match a little bit of what's going on there. Story three, and like I said, this one's just a short one. Napoleon Bonaparte was once attacked by a horde of bunnies. This came eight years before his defeated Waterloo. He actually- Harbinger of the time, Tyler. He actually wanted to go hunt them with a group of his friends. So they captured 4,000 bunnies. How big of a group was this? 4,000. There was only like six of them. And they released all of them at the same time time they said that they started to walk towards them and they all rushed them at once <laughs> this is exactly what we were talking about like being in a room with a swarm of anything and they had a gun yeah. they had guns when there's four thousand of something guns are not going to help you that's what i'm yeah. saying that's yeah. what, and especially i mean look at the way people view their guns now it's like trying to fist fight a bird and <laughs> at that time i bet you felt like a real man with a gun especially when you knew how to use it you know, that was the the the, the way of the land no, back then. No, I think I think you feel like more of a man with a gun now because people are not as honed with their primal instincts. People are now fattened up and lazier. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Plus, guns are automatic. And now. and everybody and every, I think everybody had a gun back then. It was uh, like you needed to go, you know, mow your lawn. You used a rifle. Mm -hmm. In a in a in a land of muskets, the man with the automatic weapon is king. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, so I, look. Rabbits are adorable. I mean, I, I think it's almost universal. I'm sure you can find somebody out there who doesn't like them, but I think it's almost universal that rabbits are considered cute. I don't care for rabbits. But they're cute. Okay, sure. Right? They're little furry little things that couldn't hurt, harm a fly. I guess so. If there are 4,000 of them, <clears throat> that is terrible. If you can, how about this? Let's just make a rule. If you can suffocate by being buried under enough animals, be terrified of that animal. I agree with that. Do you remember when we ate the rabbit in Barcelona? I vaguely remember the that. little rabbit appetizer, the little legs. The little legs, yes. You, you dipped them into like a mayonnaise. Delicious. Bit. I mean, just incredible. Delicious. Um, PETA people, don't come after us. Tyler, wrap up your segment. And Ryan, that is better know your history. Fantastic. You, you haven't lost at this game yet. Fan Last time you won it as well, about with the guy in the head. Do you remember that? They kept the decapitated head of the past serial killer in a tube, almost like Futurama I with the fluid in there. With Richard Nixon. That's fantastic, Tyler. Yeah, very, yeah. very good. I love the repeat of segments. I'm going to have to do this uh, later. And I got to say the words feet smooching. Fe feet smooching made me laugh. <laughs> feet smooching made me laugh. All right, Tyler. Now I'm going to do my segment. My segment is a very loose little, uh, you know what it is? It's kind of story time with Ryan here. And, and, and he, I want to describe to people what my last week has been like, because it's been very interesting. Uh, can I just say, I already know where we're going to go. And I am very excited to relive this trauma of your uh, past week. It's hilarious. And I think people will appreciate it. I want to start it with you and I went out looking at houses and as we were leaving the very last place, we both came from separate places. We both drove our own cars. I got a nail in my tire. So as I pulled over to change that tire, crank it up on the jack, doing my thing, I have no problem changing a tire. I had a lot of flat tires in my life mm -hmm. for whatever the reason. I've had a few. The tire jumps the jack, falls on top of my donut 
crushes the quarter panel, my car falls on the floor, mm -hmm. axle to the floor. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of just to put you in the kind of idea of where we are. That's a noise you never want to hear. You never want that noise in your brain because you'll know it forever. Well, if my hands had been on top of that tire, I, I honestly would have lost my hands. Moving forward. What would you have spun the depression index with? My dick. <laughs> now, Tyler, this is the story that I truly want to tell because Tyler and I actually went out looking for houses last time with the studio in mind. We went looking for an extra room so that we could build the studio and make it exactly what you guys have seen on Instagram at those guys you hate underscore. Wait. Go ahead, Tyler. I'll let you go. Those guys underscore you hate on Instagram. Right. Mm -hmm. Or, or thoseguysyouhate.com, which will take you anywhere you need to go, those guys you hate related. Mm -hmm. Click on all the buttons and subscribe on all your screens. And so we found a garage that had a built-in room. And that, that garage was painted half white. Two walls were white. Two walls were gray. We cut both of those walls right in half, painted one side blue, painted one side pink. Well, when you say they cut it in half, to we put a drywall through the middle of the room and soundproofed one half, which made up our studio. Right. And it cut those walls in half paint wise. Yes. Right. So to finish up, I had to go back in there and repaint it because we wanted our, our uh, what's that called? Security deposit. We back. wanted our security deposit back. And so I set about that task. Now, the problem with that is I had to do all of this painting while we were moving. Those are two huge tasks on their own and very time consuming. After I primed, as you can imagine, I had to put down an original coat of paint to cover up a pink and to cover up a blue. They were very bright colors. It wasn't something that was going to be painted over easily. Mm -hmm. So I finally did that. And of course, the gray wall was half gray and half white at this point. So I was hoping that some of that paint would be left out in the garage. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with the mixed walls, by the way. Pick a color, okay? You don't think that gray walls and white walls should be allowed to be together, Never Tyler? should touch. Should never touch. <laughs> ever. One wall should get their own room, and the other wall should get their room, okay? Never touching. Ma'am, I'm going to need you to go to the back of the room. So, I go into the to the into the garage, and luckily for me, there's some of that paint in there. I, I think of it as a blessing. I'm very excited. Hey, I don't have to go to Home Depot, and I don't have to go match this paint, which is always a pain in the ass. Uh -huh, this uh -huh. is there's like three quarters of a can, perfect amount. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. So I've already primed it. I start working on the wall. I'm working my way from one side towards the gray. I get all the way over there and realize. It is not the same shade of gray. Mm -hmm. It is so close. It is like two shades off. I now have two different color grays on this same wall. Good times. Is it, Tyler? No. This is a podcast you also have to talk. Yeah, no. I, I am just reveling in your... in your. Uh, I'm watching you go through some PTSD episode due to your experience with this paint. And the problem with it is, is that we're on a time limit here. It's not like I'm just painting for fun. I'm doing this because we need to get this finished. You know what I mean? Oh, I know what you mean. So I'm pretty upset. I'm feeling really, really bad about this, but I'm like, hey, hey, dude, you got this. Let's just go ahead. I now have a dark gray and a light gray. I figure, you know what? There's no point. And now, now I have to paint out the rest of the room that's already painted gray, which is a lot. And I don't have time for this, but it's all good. So I take that half of a can of paint. I take it over to Home Depot. I have them match it. I bring that paint home, Tyler. What's your thoughts on all of this so far? Uh, so far, it just sounds like a normal day of uh, chores. Like, hey, this is just something we got to do. Right. What are you going to do? You know. So I finally get it back. I open that paint up. 
I'm like, I'm just going to go from here. I'm going to paint out the end of the room. I don't have time for this. I dip my brush in. I start painting. It is a third color of gray. <laughs> it now doesn't match what's to the right of it. It doesn't match what's to the left of it. So everything that I painted already, I now have to paint that over. Then I have to do the rest of the of the, the room. It was, I mean, this house got a brand new paint job. It's got for three, no reason, it got three new, brand new paint jobs. And may I just say, that was the day I learned who knew that there were so many shades of gray. Uh, there's at least 50, <laughs> Tyler. And here is the deal. And the point that I bring it up, because I want you to be able to laugh at me. I want you to be able to laugh at Tyler and I being totally unprepared, much like having three storage spaces. For life. I'm telling you, I didn't let it grind me down, man. I didn't let it grind me down. I pushed forward. I, I laughed at it. I painted the rest of the whole friggin' wall, and we got through it, and we got it done. I don't know why you're saying we, like you. Do you have multiple personalities? I didn't do shit with that room. I'm just saying with the house, we got it done. We man. did get it done. We did. It was a good feeling to finally have that finished up. It was two brutal days. Two brutal days. Yeah. Yeah. If only we would have spread it out over like two weeks like a responsible person. More than that. Wait, when you're moving a, a, a four-bedroom house, maybe two weeks is not even enough. Compared to what we did, two weeks is a godsend. I don't even want to get into it. Tyler, great job this week, man. We're, we're on a, a wing and a prayer, and we got it finished. What's the moral of the story, bro? Don't wait till the last minute when you got to move houses. It is, I mean, this is more like a PSA for your ASS than it is even moral of the story. Yep. Don't put off things till the very end. And now I'm a master procrastinator. I own up to it. Don't get me wrong, but. Procrastinator. Okay. But <laughs> uh, just save yourself some time. Save yourself some anxiety. And just do a little bit here and a little bit there. You don't got to knock it all out at once. And uh, I would say even with moving anything, you're now inviting in the anxiety of time running out. But yep. I mean, that's just that's just a, a, a it's how we roll, the baby. Ditch of our personality. Correct. And I don't think it's just us. I think that's a very common nowadays. Absolutely. Another symptom of depression. Losers. People with depression. Yeah. Yeah. Just be happy already. Get over yourself, bro. Good God. <laughs> um, Are you living with a grandfather clock? I bet you aren't. Ryan, what's the moral of the story? This is a bit of a non sequitur here, but guys who are sending out naked pictures of your girlfriend, you're fucking it up for the rest of us. Women have PTSD now. You could be the most gentle-hearted person in the world and, and really have the best intentions for these naked pictures, and women are worried, and I totally get it. Guys who are sending these pictures out, what's it doing for you? Knock it off. You're ruining it for the rest of us. So, I don't mind looking at them, though, if I'm being totally honest. So your, your moral of the story is not, hey, stop sending out naked pictures of un unwilling women because it is morally and ethically uh, wrong. It is you're ruining it for me. Do you think it's morally and ethically wrong? 100%. Would you look at them on the internet? 100%. <laughs> okay. I mean, freaking, I wish there was a thousand bunny rabbits that would attack you right I, now. Why? Well, so do I. How do you connect those two things? Where <laughs> it is absolutely, and- I'm there with you. Uh -huh. I'm not. I'm not. You know, putting you on an island. It's it's morally re reprehensible, mm -hmm. but also I will look at it. The fappening, where 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 uh, you know. I know what all these celebrities look like naked now. Celebrities uh, had their 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 iPhones hacked and then all their naked pictures released, and that is terrible. It's really terrible. Also, what's going on over there? Yeah, really enjoyed it. Sure. Yeah, really enjoyed it on a terrible level, and I don't I don't want to say I feel bad because I don't, but I know, 
I know that it's ethically and morally wrong, and that's just a judgment that I made. See, I here's a, here's a little bit of my soul for your vagina. I want to feel bad, but I but I I don't. I, I don't either. Yeah, yeah. I can send him one of mine. You think that would make up for it? I think that's how you got the <laughs> the restraining order in the first place, Tyler. Um, Jennifer Lawrence. Send me your number. I'll even this out. That's my douche of the week. Tyler, great job. Thoseguysyouhate.com. We love you guys. We're having so much fun with you guys. Things mm -hmm. are upside down right now, and we are slogging through it. We are those guys you hate. Be kind, or we'll kill you. Okay, now don't say anything thought-provoking or personal because we are recording. You didn't get any of that last couple of stuff. Mm -mm, what's, just get rid of the tears, Ryan. What's going Wipe on away in, the tears. in the Menendez family households and whatnot? Oh, wait, let me make sure this goes. Tumult, Ryan. Tumult everywhere. Tumult from you to us. Tumult. You get tumult and I get tumult. We all get tumult. Tumult or not tumult? That is a bird's question. Tyler! How are you, my friend? I'm good. I am. I'm actually really good. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's annoying. Yeah. Right. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yep. sorry I didn't come in here with my usual uh, twelve o'clock sadness, but uh, not today's a good day. It's twelve o'clock somewhere. Tyler. I've at uh, twelve o'clock here. Oh, it's literally twelve o'clock. Huh. How about that? How about that? Um, it's not literally twelve o'clock. It's eleven fifty-seven. Tyler, session fifty-five, Super Bowl fifty-five. Same day? Wow. Or proof of the Illuminati? Can it be both? N-A-U-G-H-T-Y. That's a spelling joke. Illuminati. Does that do anything for you? I've heard it 50 times already. No. Uh, 55 and 55. Uh, 555, shh. meaning of the devil. I think you're off by a number. You're going to get a pitchfork in your butthole, <laughs> Tyler. That's what the show is about. I today. am back on board. 555 me all day long. Speaking of Illuminati... I have something that I would like to discuss here for the pregame to get our juices flowing, as it were. To, Too uh, late. Uh, oh, oh. We need one of those yellow uh, mop-up signs that you see at a restaurant somewhere. I thought you were going to say hazmat suit. Yes. <laughs> yes, like Monsters, Inc. Tyler, everybody has one of those friends with the, with the long pinky nail, okay? Just the one long pinky nail, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, for the people who don't live in Miami, could we please denote what that means? You will see somebody, and and honestly, the people with the long pinky fingernail. Is that somebody you want to be around before you tell the people what well, it is? Well, I will say this. The guy that I knew who did that was a crazy nice guy. I didn't know him on a personal basis. Was oh, he the guy with the face tattoos? I worked with him. Uh, neck tattoos, no face tattoos. Oh, it was the same guy though, right? Maybe. What, what are you talking about? You told me about it. I don't know. No. Hey, please continue. No, no, no. This is just an arbitrary coworker in my past. And I remember at the time I was so naive. Say his name. I was so naive. I don't remember it. Sure. I was so naive. And I just, and I was like, man, he really, he's missing that one finger. Sure. What's his deal? Yeah. I come to find Somebody out. Somebody needs to mention it. I, I come to find out that that is actually so you can dip the nail into a bag of cocaine. Oh, is it cocaine? And then snort it. Oh, I thought it was for raisin brand. Two scoops, Tyler. Yeah. Okay. So if you have a long pinky nail, not only do you really enjoy cocaine, 
you don't give a bleep who knows about it. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So it's not and just describing your, your pastime. It's also describing your personality type, whereas some people would want to maybe keep that a secret. Well, I will say this. The people, the guy that I knew who had that, I remember thinking, perfect nails. Yeah. Perfectly manicured nails, except for that last one. What a lot of people don't know is that the cocaine is great for your keratin. I don't, just made that up. I don't care totally what kind of joke it is. If you sound like you're promoting cocaine, I'm on board. Yeah. Okay. He's back in, ladies and gentlemen. Now, so you have that person who is letting you know their personality by one minor detail. And maybe there's a further segment in this somewhere. You can't judge somebody just by one long nail. Maybe it's a, it's a couple pegs down on your respect meter, but you can't just cut somebody off because of one long nail. Well, I'm glad you said, uh, you know, peg somebody. What about the reverse drug addict? What about somebody who has all long nails, except for, let's say, two of them are short? Uh, then they would, uh, that would signify to me that they have a very bad anxiety problem and they bite those two nails in order to keep it in check. No, that's not what it means. Okay, what does it mean? Okay, th there's two things here. Number one. They that, I'm sorry, they really like cocaine. They, that person's probably a lesbian. Okay. Uh, uh, well, this yeah. is real, Tyler. All right. This All is right. real. All right. Wait, we Wait this it, is a real thing? You look it up on the internet. Lesbians, short nails. You look okay? it up on the internet. I have. I've done, I mean, countless hours of research, Tyler. How about the lesbian porn? You like the lesbian porn? Um, I, it, I don't hate it, but it's not my favorite thing in the world. I need a wiener. I need a wiener. You, you got to sprinkle a wiener in there because- I always knew it. Did, don't say sprinkle a wiener. Sprinkle. Okay, please. <laughs> How else do you take wieners other than in a sprinkle form, Tyler? Real Freudian slip there. No slip. I said it on purpose. I need a wiener because am I just supposed to pretend that's me getting eaten out? I just, I can't picture it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. if they start working along that's the, my clip. the butt region, then I can at least associate myself with that a little bit more. Okay. Then I'm glad that you said that. So you either have the lesbians with the short nails mm -hmm. or just a straight couple of into butt stuff sure yeah yeah it's yeah. usually these two fingers right here you oh, know what i mean yeah. for maximum traction gotta get it gotta get the two biggest fingers in there That's, and if you can fit the thumb do that too you know mine doesn't i'll blow you out <laughs> <laughs> somebody's already beaten you to that all right tyler you ready i, I have very little for pregame today i feel like we're ready to go i'm liking our vibe here you ready to go buddy i'm ready to go let's get it Wait, wait, wait. You're about to get a pen, aren't you? Uh huh. Yeah. You just got to sprinkle a wiener on it, and then you'll be fine. I don't know if that's necessarily true. If one thing shuts down, it's a little bit more. I mean, we'll just deal with it when we. 